G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Some people dismiss the idea of faith. They live by facts and logic. Pastor Greg Laurie says, consider this. We apply faith each and every day. You board a 747 weighing 900,000 pounds and trust that that giant heap of metal is going to get up off the ground, take you to your destination. That's faith. But we are to have faith. And here's the key. It's faith in God. That's where the power is. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. When we go to a restaurant that we've never been to before, do we test the chair before we sit down? Do we send the main course for chemical analysis before we take a bite? When we give our credit card to pay, do we follow the server to the register to make sure it's not charged inappropriately? We exercise a certain amount of faith every day. And coming up on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us exercise our faith in the God of the universe, the one who loves us and only has plans for good and not to harm us. We're going through the book of Joshua, subtitled A Book of Promises, and we're in Joshua chapter 3. So I want you to turn there with me today. Joshua chapter 3, and the title of my message is Get Your Feet Wet. (laughs) That'll make more sense in a few moments. So let's read now as the Israelites come to the point of entry of the promised land, and they face the Jordan River. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them, for you've never passed this way before. They will guide you. Uh, Stay about a half mile behind them. Keep a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua says to the people, purify yourselves or tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I'll begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. They'll know that I'm with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. And here's point number one. If you want to enter the land of promises, you must be bold and strong. Let me say it again. If you want to enter this land of promises, you must be bold and strong. Look at verse four. They had never passed this way before. They were making history. The problem with the people in the book of Joshua is they had never read the book of Joshua. They didn't know what happened next. They just saw this incredible obstacle before them. 
but they were experiencing this all real time. And by the way, this is a whole new generation because you might say, well, wait, didn't they see the parting of the Red Sea? Actually, they did it. And that was, those were their parents that saw it. And that generation was gone. They died in the wilderness. The only survivors of that first generation were Joshua and Caleb. They heard about it, but they didn't see it for themselves. Now they need to see their own miracle, reminding us that every generation needs to have their own encounter with God. Point number two, if you wanna live in the land of promises, keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on God. The key for the Israelites was the Ark of the Covenant. Look at verse four. They had to keep their eyes on the priests and the Ark leading the way. Verse four, it says, when you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. And that visible symbol of God's presence was to be at the forefront of what they are doing. So the people of Israel are told, keep your eyes on the Ark and keep your eyes on the priests who are leading the way. And the same is true for us. When you're going through life following Jesus, keep your eyes on the Lord. Point number three. If you wanna live in the land of promises, you need to take risks. Here was their challenge. You have to cross the Jordan River. This is flood season. This river moves at about 10 miles per hour. There's no way you wanna cross this river with your little kids and your livestock and, and your belongings. It's, it's not possible. So they're standing in front of this rushing river. There were no bridges. It reminds me of a story of three men who came to a powerful rushing river and they needed to get across. So their first one prayed, God, give me the strength to cross this river. Suddenly, poof, he had bulging biceps and he got into the river and started to swim it. Oh, he almost drowned two times, but after about three hours, he made it to the other side. So the other man, one of the other men saw him do that and he prayed, Lord, give me the strength and the tools to cross the river. Boom, he too had bulging biceps and a massive chest, but he had a boat and he got in his boat and he began to make his way across. He capsized two times, but he did get to the other side. The third guy watching this said, Lord, give me the strength and the tools and the intelligence to cross the river. Poof, he became a woman. She walked about 30 feet up and walked over the bridge to the other side, so. <laughs> but there were no bridges here for the Israelites to cross. There was just an impassable river, as I said, in flood season. But they yet began to walk, bringing me to point number four. If you're called to lead, you must go first and set the pace. If you're called to lead, you need to go first and set the pace. God made a promise to Joshua in Joshua 3, 7. He said, today I'll begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites, and they'll know I am with you just as I was with Moses. Wow. I'm gonna make you a great leader in their eyes. King James says, I'm gonna magnify you. But it's interesting that Joshua doesn't go and say that to the people. He didn't say, hey, by the way, God just spoke to me and said he's going to magnify me and make me a great leader. He says something different. He says to them instead, uh, in verse 10, you'll know now that the living God is among you. No pride or arrogance about it. 
Joshua is humble about this. And I think if you want to be used by God, you need to be humble. Now you can act like you're humble, you know, when you're not humble at all. You know, you can talk so much about how humble you are. You know, I'm just so humble. You're so humble you drop the H. I'm just so humble. Now you're British too. You're Cockney actually. But you know, you're not really humble. You can talk so much about being humble it becomes prideful. It just, do your job. And do what God has called you to do. And the Lord will guide and the Lord will direct. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Pastor Greg is bringing a powerful message today called Get Your Feet Wet. Let's continue this study in Joshua chapter 3. Point number five, Joshua and the people of Israel moved in faith. It took faith to put their feet into the water. Oswald Chambers said, and I quote, Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. That's a great statement. Faith enables the believing soul to see the future as present and the invisible as seen. Reminds me of a story of a woman who came to a pastor and said, Pastor, my husband is not a believer and he does not like me coming to your church. And he said to me, if I come here again, he's going to kill me. The pastor said, now trust in God. Have faith. You'll be fine. The Lord will protect you. She came back a couple days later and said, Pastor, my husband just said, if I keep coming to this church, he's going to kill you. (laughs) The pastor said, you know, I heard about a great little church on the other side of town. You might want to start going there. (laughs) See, it's easy for us to tell someone else to have faith. Have faith. Trust God. Then it comes to our doorstep. And now we have the physical problem. We have the financial crisis. We have problems with the kids. We have whatever it is we're facing and all of a sudden our our faith collapses. But we are to have faith. And here's the key. It's not just have faith. I don't have faith in faith. Faith is a power. Speak things into existence with the power of faith. That's not what faith is. It's faith in God. That's what the power is. My faith is in God. What is faith? Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Whereas the New Living Translation puts it, faith is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It's the evidence of things we cannot yet see. So I put my faith in God. Now, you say, well, I don't know. I, I believe in this scene. I have to see something before I believe it. Oh, shut up. You apply faith in the most random things each and every day, right? You board a 747 weighing 900,000 pounds. You know nothing about the rules of aerodynamics, but you trust that that giant heap of metal is gonna get up off the ground, take you to your destination and land. And if if it's even a bumpy landing, you're upset about it. But what did you put faith in? Well, I put faith in the aerodynamics and in the pilots. I hope they're not on drugs or something, you know. And I, I have, well, see, that's an application of faith. You get into an elevator, you push that button, that's faith. You go to the drugstore and the pharmacist uh, fills your um, prescription. 
And you take those pills, you don't know, you have faith that they did their job. We apply faith each and every day. And then we say it's hard to have faith. You live by faith effectively. And now what does the Bible say? Have faith in God. What better place to place your faith than God himself? So they needed to have faith in God and we need to have the same. Here's the thing with faith. Faith gets stronger through use. Faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. The less you use it, the weaker it becomes. If you don't use your faith, it will atrophy. You need to apply it. We treat faith like it's a museum piece or something to talk about and admire where it's like an egg. Don't drop the egg. Why is it whenever I go to the market and I have three or four bags filled with groceries, if I drop one, it's not the bag with the cans in it. It's the bag with the eggs in it. And they crack and that's faith. Oh, we have to be careful. No, faith needs to be used. And the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. Point number six, if you're called to be a leader, then lead. If you're called to be a leader, then lead. Notice the priest had to take point and do this first. Now maybe God is calling some of you to be a leader. You think, well, it's very prideful to say I want to be a leader. Well, I think it's, it's prideful to not obey God. If he's called you to lead, then lead. I can guarantee this. He's called everyone to do something. We all have certain spiritual gifts that God has placed in our life. Romans 12 Seven to eight says, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, then be encouraging. If your gift is giving, then give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. If you think that maybe God has called you to be a leader, here's a good way to find out. Just lead and see if anyone follows. Hey everybody, come on, let's go. If you're by yourself, maybe you're not a leader. (laughs) You know leaders when you see them. They just have that ability. They have that gifting. They have that something that makes you want to listen to what they say. Follow them where they tell you you ought to go. One definition I heard of leadership is a leader is someone who takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but when they get there, they're glad they went. I think that's a good definition. So you gotta get your feet wet. And I would encourage you to get your feet wet. You go, what do you mean get my feet wet? Well, the Israelites had to put their feet in the water, in the Jordan before it parted, okay? So we need to do the same. There are so many opportunities to serve the Lord. You need to find a place where you can use the gifts that God has given you. Now you say, well, how do I know what God has gifted me to do? Here's the answer, volunteer for everything. Literally, volunteer for everything. One person agrees, thank you. I'm gonna call on you later, and I know who you are. Black hat, black shirt, got you. Um, But thank you. He took his hat off. (laughs) Bald guy with beard. Bald guy who put his hat back on. Okay, only bald people can call out bald people, okay? I'm just saying. Anyway, so... But here's what I mean by volunteer for everything. It's like process of elimination. Sometimes to find out what I'm good at, I have to find out first what I'm not good at.
Pastor Greg Laurie making a great point about what we can do to serve the Lord. To find out what we're good at, then volunteer for everything. Now there's more to come from this message as it continues next time on A New Beginning. But today we've been talking about finding out what we're good at by saying yes to the opportunities that come our way. And as we wrap up today's program, here's Pastor Greg once again to close with some final comments. I remember back in the early days of the Jesus movement, the bands were starting every week, this new Christian band every week. And they'd put them up on the stage and they'd play. And I was at some little home Bible study and we were singing some song. One guy wrote a song. He's a good songwriter, singer. And another guy played a beautiful flute. And, and I was sort of keeping beat on a, on a coffee table. And they, they said, let's form a band. And all of a sudden we had a name. And we went over to Calvary Chapel. We're a brand new Christian band. We want to play tonight. Okay, you can play tonight. And next thing I know, I am on a stage with a conga drum. I've never played a conga drum before. But because I kind of kept beat on the tabletop, I was in the band. I did it. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. And I said, I never want to do this again. I don't have any skill here whatsoever. Uh, Sometimes finding out what you're not good at. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Volunteer for everything. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Get Your Feet Wet. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.